welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I'm joined today with by Michael Massey. Hi, Michael. Hi, everyone. Hi, Kara. Thanks for having me back once again. Yes, of course. Love having you. Um, Michael and I just recently collaborated on a workshop. And so we're, we were just kind of debriefing a little bit about that. And, um, and it ended up being a, it was a beautiful experience. And, um, and it, it threw some curveballs at us in the, uh, in the final moments. <laughs> in the final hours. Yes. So, um, yeah, as we record this, I have um, come up COVID positive. So, um, and this happened right around our workshop time. So, um, Michael and I had to scramble a little bit, and um, because we had a mix of a lot, we live streamed it. But it was also live in a, one of the yoga studios where I teach, Blooming Life in Zionsville here in Indiana. And so we had, I think, 13 participants scheduled to be there in studio. We had everybody all spaced out and, you know, all the, the six feet, you know, spacing. Um, and then I started to develop some symptoms. And, um, and so... We we were really back and forth about what we should do, <laughs> but ultimately, um, because we also had a number of participants who were uh, joining via live stream, luckily we had that option where I could just join um, online and and uh, I think we were both a little bit nervous about this because we had expected. Of course, here's this attachment to expectations that we're often reminded to keep our expectations in check or to let go of our expectations. But of course, when you're planning something, you know, we had spent a long time planning this, this workshop together and we had never expected that we wouldn't be holding space together physically. So, um, so we ultimately did decide that, um, that I would be online and you would be there in person without me. I don't know if you want to tell anything from your your perspective. Um, oh yeah, well talk about a curveball. That was that it was like, yeah, I I, it, hmm. <laughs> I had actually um uh had spent more time entertaining the possibility that somehow because of the the this latest covid wave that the thing might get canceled altogether yeah. that was actually more of a mm, something i was kind of preparing oh what would we do in that instance um more than it was going to be this split where you wouldn't be there right because this is you know we're recording this on december 16th 2020 so there's a big spike going on um and Things are, you know, it is one of those moment to moment sort of like what, you know, where are we now? Are things, you know, things are, are very fluid. 
as far as constantly changing. So even um, as we were preparing a few days before, the studio had changed their policy so that um, teachers and uh, because it used to be that you had to have a mask on until you were in your spot. And then once you were in your spot, because everything was spaced out by nine feet, um, you could take your mask off. And just in the in the few days before the workshop, she the owner changed it in adjustment to this huge spike in numbers that we're seeing so that we knew that you were going to have to teach it in your mask. So that was, ah. yeah. I was like, I don't know yeah. how I'm going to tell you this, but... <laughs> So you'd already yeah. had that curveball, but we were kind of like, well, okay, as long as we can still have it, we'll deal with, with the mask. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, that, that really actually distressed me when I first found out, I'm like, how am I ever, how am I going to do this? I don't, you know, uh, yeah, I was yeah concerned. I didn't know how I was going to be able to, that Mm -hmm. and um particularly uh just knowing the power of words the tonal quality of words the the expression the way that words actually um set field space how they that you know sound actually is a vibration um that travels through, through the air your words are, are actually vibrating the air in a space and like, ah, how am I going to talk through a mask? And, um, so that was like a, yeah, that was the, the, that was one of the gotchas from last week. And somehow, you know, it, it, it went off fine or, or I don't, you know, yeah. I definitely enjoyed the, few minute break to go outside <laughs> outside and pull up that mask and uh go <gasps> yeah you know, breathe some um some, some some fresh air um and then then the last minute curveball there with you not showing up and you know we we, we pow out about this afterwards that um we also had a technical difficulty that had come up in terms of the microphone wasn't, you know, Kara is just, my heart was just vibrating too much. And it <laughs> scrambled the mic. <laughs> Why didn't I consider that? Obviously that was the cause. Yes. Right before we went on break, you, we did have audio issues. Yeah. Um, but it ended up being really cool to have you actually managing the online portion or the online crowd or experience and um some of those issues might yeah wouldn't have been uh, yeah would have maybe slipped through the cracks um if we hadn't actually if we weren't actually operating this way so this is a you know, a, a really cool case of, of things working together for good. In, yeah. And know, that's in, what, what yeah. we kept trying to come back to as the pivot was happening, as it was like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to be able to be there. And there, you know, we were kind of resisting, you know, as, as that was looking like a possibility, you know, it was like, but that can't be, that can't be right. 
And, uh, but I remember I did say at one point when this, I was like, it must, this must be what's supposed to happen, even though it's not what we were planning for, because it's what's happening. (laughs) And so we have to, you know, we have to know who's in control here, like who is, you know, this must be what wants to happen. And so that's always something that is um, maybe easier to spot when somebody else is going through something, but it's helpful to keep in mind within yourself when you get thrown a curveball where it's like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, it feels like a curveball, but let's trust into it and try to pivot and try to change the way that we think about it, you know, as like, oh, maybe this is presenting something to us that we need. And it did for us, it ended up being really valuable, but. Uh, for sure. And you were just a champ in terms of, uh, you're, you're like the poster child of surrender, go with the flow and accept what is being, you know, the universe is handing to you. And after having put as much work and effort into all of this that you have and your willingness to, to, mm, Yeah to take one for the team and go with the flow here was, uh, it really touched me. Uh, it was, it's, it's really amazing Kara. So. Oh, well, well, thank, thank you. you. I mean, really, I, I send that back to you because it was, you know, we kept, I kept saying as we approached the workshop, like my work was really the prep, you know, it was really like on the front end. And then once we got to the workshop itself, that was you. So <laughs> it was kind of like, I mean, that was one of the things that I said is it was all kind of uh, feeling like it was, well, it was just pivoting as everything was pivoting. It was like, well, this, you know, you don't need me. This is your show now. <laughs> but, um, but so it was really, you know, the fact that you could um, just go with it was, was imperative. <laughs> but um mm, Yeah. Well, we also had just a, such a great group that showed up and, um, that, mm, mm, I feel like we did something really special there together. And I guess for those who are listening or have, ha- haven't had a chance, we hope to here in the not too distant future, make that workshop available, uh, online in some form or fashion. I know that that's yeah. being worked on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually it is available at the moment, I believe, on my website, uh, meditationbykara.com. Um, but oh. but I'll need okay. you. I still need you to take a look and make sure because who knows if it's my view or I don't know. I've been playing around with it anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that can be available for um, purchase if you are interested in diving into that. I highly recommend it. Um, but you're right. I mean, the it it was a co-creation. So it was a co-creation between the two of us, but also every participant who was there and everybody who will tune into it in the future as well. That's what's interesting too. It's a complete co-creation. So, and you and I have talked about this um, offline, but we were, um, it, you know, you're as reliant on the participants to be in the space and hold the space with you as you are for creating it. And, and without having people who are open and who are supportive and who want to go on this journey with you, you know, and not, and wanting to meet you halfway, you know, they have to 
people have to give their yes. They could sit there with their arms crossed and be like, oh, this doesn't make any sense or, you know, this isn't like this isn't what I was told in Sunday school or whatever it was, you know, if they come with an open heart and their questions and their smiles and, you know, behind their masks. And, and then we had, because of our 11th hour adjustment with, with me not being there, uh, you know, we had to pull on people to, you know, who were participants like Laura and Lily and um, and who uh, we were relying on to to come in, you know, it's like okay, can you help us to get this set up and help Michael with this? And it was just really beautiful seeing these souls come together because they wanted it to be as elevated as possible. So everybody kind of coming in at the at the last minute to lend their support was really a gift. Really. Yes, it, it was. And, um, you know, having done vor- the vortex tours in Sedona long time, you know, and, and typically the, it's funny when you get, especially if there's couples, there's like, if there's couples on a vortex tour, uh-huh. you know, you generally speaking, not always. Okay. But she booked it, and he's along for the ride, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, and so you know, I always, always like, uh, I always like to make some skeptic jokes, you know, and and call, yeah, and, and then find out like early on, like, like, okay, do we got any skeptic skeptics aboard here, you know? Uh-huh. And um, and to have fun with them, and then you just kind of, you, usually it doesn't take much because skeptics love science stuff so you can get into you know which which we end up covering actually in this workshop here was a fair bit of little planetary science and whatnot which is fun um but it was it was such a a a good group and they did come with open hearts and it wasn't you know didn't have to fight through skepticisms or anything like that and um um and hopefully was was able to present um, some information that was new and 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 then um, helpful mm-hmm. and um, and I, I it just the the way it ended up wrapping up was 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 felt really good yeah so yeah. Yeah, it was really beautiful and so relevant. And I, you know, we did it on twelve twelve, which yes. was a big gateway opening. And um, and again, you know, we're recording this in December twenty twenty, which is there's just an incredible amount of energy that's coming in right now. On Monday, we had a, a solar eclipse viewable in South America, and uh, along with uh, the peak of the Geminids meteor shower. And so lots of energy coming through with that. I know you in particular or experienced, or was that yesterday? I can't remember. Yes, yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. but Yesterday, yeah. It's it's just continuing to roll one day into the next where, where it's almost, yeah, every day now it's wake up and go, what is today have yeah. Yeah. To, to bring what's right. coming in today. Right. And, um, and, 
I was here, like I had a really kind of couple down days. And I feel like I'm just now, you know, I'm <laughs> coming out, yeah. coming out of, out of that little cave time. Um, so, and I, there's more to come yet. Keeps going. So, um, the height, I guess, is is the solstice, right? The twenty first. Yeah. 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 So, um, so we'll be peaking. There'll be a back of the envelope, of course. So that might be the peak of the wave. There, there'll be uh, uh, more to come. Okay. What do you mean uh, the back of the envelope? Can you explain that a bit? Oh, that's now that would be the peak. The back of the envelope would be out somewhere past New Year's. Ah. So okay. Yeah, so we're going to continue to be ha- having uh, this influx of this wave. And so it may peak on uh, the 20th, 21st, and then, uh, but it will be continued to roll on through uh, Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so um, it's interesting because you may be noticing symptoms to do with this. You know, you may have energy, um, things. You can be having some crazy dreams right now. You could be hearing tones. I don't know if you want to share, um, in a minute, some of the things that, you know, you've experienced as an example, but what's funny is, um, you know, I mentioned that I'm, I've come up positive. So the symptoms that I was feeling around the workshop did culminate in a positive COVID test. So, um, my family and I are under quarantine right now. And, um, and I am really grateful that I did, you know, end up doing that workshop remotely, um, just trying to keep exposure down. But it's, it's funny because I have physical, I do have some physical symptoms. So the first symptom that showed up for me was like just a feeling in my chest, in my upper chest. And, um, and it wasn't painful and it wasn't, it didn't make me cough. I had no fever. I haven't lost my, I haven't had a fever the whole time. I haven't had a cough the whole time. I haven't lost my sense of smell or taste. So that was one of the strange things too, was that it was just presenting as like this feeling in my chest. And I haven't been sick in two and a half years. I haven't even had a cold in two and a half years. So I I was wondering if I was just being super sensitive because I'm like, something's out of balance. I can feel it. I can feel it in my chest that something's out of balance. Um, And that was my only symptom going into getting the test. And then it was because of the workshop. I was hoping to get the test results before the workshop. Um... But otherwise, I don't think I would have gotten one because it was so mild and it didn't follow the standard, you know, what the the questions are for your self-check, you know, that they talk about. Um, And then subsequently, after a couple of days, it started moving up into my sinuses. So then um, I've had the last couple of days, I've had some sinus pressure um, and like just feeling a little bit... I guess the word would be congested, kind of it, but in the head, and um, and and it seems to be moving on. So um, I, I've it's been very light, and I've had some sneezing as well. But um, anyway, it's funny because this is uh, coinciding 
with this um, energy wave that we're getting. So the the tightness in the chest in particular, or the the transformation <laughs> that I was feeling, because there's I can't again I can't say that I had any pain. It just was a feeling. It's like there's something happening in the thymus area, which which you have referred to as the high heart. So mm-hmm. um, I, I could feel that something was changing in there. And I even said to my dad, um, as I was telling him about my positive result, I was like, I, I can only assume that the l- upper lobes of my chest have been strengthened through this because I could feel something transformed. Something has transformed in there. I could feel mm-hmm something happening. So, so I'm like, and and, you know, I can only imagine that there was some adjustment that was made. And I'm on, on the other side of that, I have become stronger through it because my body was adapting as it needed to. Um, but I I don't know, like, are, is this, are these, um, it's, there's no, here's, here's me again going, is it this or this? Because I have to do that in every conversation with Michael, apparently. Where I go, Michael, are these, you know, symptoms to do with the energy influx that's happening in the galaxy? Or is they are these COVID symptoms? <laughs> What's the answer, are, Michael? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you batted another one out of the park. <laughs> right. Just- Tee it up for me. It's just easy peasy. Yes. Yeah. So it's yeah. just interesting. It's like, you know, these things, th- there are physical symptoms. So there are things called ascension symptoms. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about ascension symptoms. Um, well, let me give you space here in case you do. Um, yes, ascension sy- symptoms. Uh and those can range the gamut. They can look like any kind of or any other, mm, I say look or feel, they can feel like any number of different ailments. Um, but as um, as our own energy body um, goes through an uptick, so there's an increase in the amount of, uh, of energy that's, that um, is part of our reference signal, then... Uh, that begins to disperse through the rest of our body as the actual spin velocity of all the the atoms in our physical body begins to increase. And so this this can feel strange. And um, there are typically with an uptick in energy, your, your body will go through, let's say, some kind of uh, purging is a thing where all of a sudden you might uh, you might be experiencing night sweats. Okay. Um, you might, uh, <laughs> you might have a, a day on the throne as they say, <laughs> you know, you're just like, yeah, I'm not going too far from the throne today. Uh-huh. You know, I just going to stay close to that, you know, because <laughs> and it's all, you know, and whoosh, you know, okay. All so right. like a detoxification and, it's yeah. very similar to what you would experience, yes, in 
Um, if you go through, you know, a, a, a juice detox or mm-hmm. liver detox program or something like that. So it's going to be very similar to that, that, that kind of symptoms. Um, I mean, one of the things that actually I remembered from early on when I was going through um, my shamanic initiations and stuff like that, I was doing, I was in kind of rapid fashion. I was doing these, these upticks and um, with my heart opening at that time, I was real sensitive to uh, my reference signal in my heart. And what would happen is like a new vibration would come in and it would, and it would be like, um, uh, there'd be a short period of time there where actually I would be getting two signals. I'd be getting my old signal and the new signal or in my heart at the same time, which would in- introduce palpitations. Mm. Okay. Mm. And uh, now palpitation, those, those are detectable, you know, from a, you know, with a stethoscope or a... Yeah, or an EEG or EKG. EG or, yeah, or, yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure um, there's an E and a G. I'm not sure if there's yes. a K or a G in there too. I think <laughs> or another. I think it's the EKG, electrocardiogram, I think. Um, and um, um, and what happens is if you're getting a, so if you have an irregular heartbeat, uh, that leads to, um, um, mm, there's a biological response that's of, a, of like having a panic attack because it feels like you're, you can feel like your heart's not, it's, it's got an irregular rhythm and it's very, it can be very, yeah, noticeable. It can be scary. It can be, yeah, Mm -hmm. concerning. Um, and ultimately it's not something you would want to sustain. You don't want to have that kind of an irregular heartbeat for any kind of prolonged length of time. Um, but I found that then I, I could apply my meditative practice into this and by centering in into the heart and then just allowing the switch to the new vibration. And as soon as that would happen, it's just like a train going off onto a new track or something, and the old one would fall away, the irregular heartbeat would go away, and then... Okay, so this... And the panic would disappear, you so know. this and, is saying that there is a reference point for your new vibration, the new vibration that was coming in and that affected the beating of the physical heart. Correct. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Right. Fascinating, huh? Yeah. And so this would be one of the, one of the things that happens as we raise our vibration, it brings in a new, a new signature. Sure, or no, it wouldn't be a new it's signature. Like a, it's a new frequency, is basically. Um, so it's going to be an uh, an up. Uh, yeah, it's going to be at a higher frequency, which is has more energy associated with it. Um, and yeah, so it's going to affect the the physical body. Um, okay. Yeah. So this is this is one of those things, and so if if you know, so I recommend anyone who has, you know, if they, you've developed a meditative practice to tune into your body, you you've, you've practiced your breath work, all that kind of thing. If you feel this kind of flutter sensation in your heart, 
um, you know, um, you don't have to run, don't run off to the doctor right away and try to fix it is to go into it, breathe with it, release, let go and accept what is new. Mm. And then, you know, of course, I mean, if that doesn't work or something like that, or it's, it's a prolonged condition, then certainly you would, you would want to get that you know, checked out, get that checked out. Yeah. Um, but this, I've found that generally doing this, it resolves real quickly. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you can, yeah. And, um, yeah, but there were, there were times in there where all of a sudden I'd be like, I would feel it coming on. I'm like, Oh, and I might be like, a, I might be at a social gathering or something. And I'm like, and I need to go right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because was and it I'm making like, you feel like, was it just that you needed to lie down or you were feeling anxious because of it or. All right. Anybody who's ever had a panic attack, mm-hmm. it's, it feels very much similar to that. Okay. And so, um, yeah, where all of a sudden, and then, then yeah, then I needed to, I did need to go lay down, you know, and breathe. focus on it. And focus on it specifically, then it would switch over, and then I'd be like, ooh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm okay. And then I could, I could, and it wouldn't take, you know, 10, yeah. 15 minutes or something. And Okay. Know, and back in action. So do you want to speculate on what I described with my upper chest? Because what it one of the ways that I could describe it, because I have trouble describing it, I've tried to describe it to you before. One of the ways from a physical perspective, it kind of felt like I used I used to be a runner. I haven't run very much, or I probably haven't run in a year, but um but I remember when I used to run a lot, you know, I could feel all day long, I would be able to feel, well, or for several hours, that feeling in the chest from having gotten my heart rate up for a while. Um, And it would just leave the sensation in the chest. Um, And so it kind of felt like that, like I had done cardio a few hours before. Um, But it also like, from an energetic perspective, it could feel like a a weaving of energy coming in the upper chest um like something was was like a webbing kind of was coming in there i don't know do you uh, do you want to speculate did am i ascending right now you should tell me that i i am am i ascended did i just become enlightened michael tell me the truth i did didn't i <laughs> <laughs> i think i think we all know that i did so let's just um we can just end it here thank you for joining <laughs> That was a beautiful trap question. Thank you for that. It's <laughs> so much. It's about it as as good as. Hey, does this dress make me look fat? <laughs> you know, you're like ah, <laughs> yeah, that's 
you know, help, help, abort, abort, <laughs> abort, danger, danger. <laughs> oh. oh, that's good stuff. It's good stuff. Well, you know, I was picking up um, before you got your test results back or whatnot. I, you know, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, when I did a, the read on you, Pat, last week and, um, and uh, we, had, I mentioned this to you too, as well. It's like, um, you're the first, like, um, first person contact that I have, um, uh, known that's come down COVID mm-hmm. and I don't know how the rest of everybody is out there, but, um, you know, it's been something that just happens to, has been happening to friends of friends or family members of friends or something, but it hasn't hit my, my sphere yet. And so there's, um, uh, it's cool because it's like, well, well, it's cool. Hey, um, (laughs) Hey, thanks Gary. You did it. And now it's, there's because there's so much there's there's quite a bit of hmm, you know there's a lot of fear being pumped out there about this Mm -hmm. and now here you are with you know very mild symptoms and um and what i was detecting um when i did a read on you last week though i could see the high heart activity and i could feel that and like, um, I think, uh, mm, you had mentioned that that was kind of like that runner's, that runner's high kind of, uh, heightened cardio state. Um, and I was seeing it too, like, a mm, like, a that like a, like there's a pressure valve. And I like kind of the way that you mentioned to it is there, there was a, there was a web. It was like these, yeah, it was like these fibers that are coming in to that high heart area and it's building up pressure to crack open. Mm. And, um, what happens from here? That's well, you know, that it's not for me to say so much as for me to, to, um, hear and, you know, what, you know, what do you, what are you experiencing, especially as we come up to this, uh, this peak on the solstice and Mm -hmm. yeah, well, you know, yeah, that's, it's it's so interesting because um, there are there are physical um, what's the word that I can't think of the word I'm looking for. So twin Ray, Sananda and Shakina, we talked to them last month, and um, we didn't get into Shakina's backstory, but she had she was in a coma for six days, I believe. And she had had, what was it, mono? No, viral, it was like viral meningitis or something. Meningitis, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's a so, doozy. Right. Yeah. And so it was through this meningitis that she had a huge transformation, but she was on life support and in a coma and right. uh, has a, a really fascinating story. But that was how she went through her. I mean, she had a true, true, true ascension of, and um, I mean, like completely transformed. Um, and, and it took a, a long time, but it's interesting that there was that medical, uh, viral, you know, she, she had test results that showed that she had that virus and that, but that was the catalyst for her change. Um, and so it's just something to keep in mind. I, I know like Zach Bush, Dr. Zach Bush, you and I both really like him and we've listened to some of his interviews. And I know that, I think it was with Charles Eisenstein that he, they were equating um, diseases as initiations, you know, and that there is kind of, and you mentioned with your shamanic initiations, you know, that you had a lot of activations and awakenings and things like that. Um but it's kind of like uh, it's another way to look at physical uh, things that we may go through. You know, we may get the flu or we may get, um, a, you know, an actual like a, a another disease that we have to move through and overcome. And there can be a rush. I mean, I certainly have felt this way going through COVID where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to be done with it. You know, get me back into balance. That's part of like my prayer. My meditation is like, you know, restoring balance um, and and restoring health completely and things like that. Um, but there could could also be a gift in in these things that we go through physically in by way of a type of initiation or something that we overcome. So psychologically, we have a um, the fact that we do overcome it. There's a psychological benefit that we gain by understanding the strength and the, and the healing nature of the human body. Um, and not to say that we always have to, you know, naturally heal. There may be times where we really do need um, Western, you know, help. Um, to overcome things, and so I'm not I'm not suggesting that everybody has to just allow your body to completely naturally heal, you know, in every case. But regardless, you know, you are undergoing transformation with these types of things, and you know, you could think of it as like an initiation as well. Uh, yes, and you know, hmm, uh, time will tell. Um, I do like, I really like what Zach Bush and his, you know, his understanding of the microbiome Mm -hmm. and that it's biodiversity that, that produces health and, um, in, in cultures and planetary wide and, and, uh, in specific environments, et cetera, et cetera, biodiversity within an environment leads to greater to life thriving. And so, um, the, the kind of the sterile approach of, oh, we're trying to eradicate viruses or bacteria or whatever, um, 
isn't necessarily how we were designed and it's not how we're we're uh, uh it's not how we uh, optimally function and so you know what do we know about this coronavirus in terms of the contribution that it's having to our overall microbiome that it actually as you said brings a gift of its own kind and you know we may not know the full answer to that from a scientific perspective for quite some time i uh, so it's a bit of conjecture at this stage that this virus actually is an initiation. Um, but certainly if like you're in, in your particular case, you're good. I mean, you're not, your life isn't at risk here. Your health's not right. severely at risk. So, so we can also, let's say, hmm, we can make it so we can we can through our own free will choice of the way that we embrace something we can make it turn it into an initiation yeah and i'm reminded of the, i i don't know if i'd share the did i i'd share the story of the wasp stung me in the middle of the night and i'm and, not sure um, you have shared it on here yeah, this was back in 2011. Actually, it was January 2012 in Arkansas. And uh, there's, I don't know, 12 inches of snow out on the ground. I'm in, out in this little cabin in the, in the woods up in northern Arkansas. And um, I, it's funny. It's working even right now. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So all of a sudden I, I kind of somewhat came awake, but I was in like a, a very much an etheric floating state over my body. Like I was just watching myself sleep and I moved my hand over and onto my chest. And then all of a sudden I felt this really sharp pain in my thumb and that popped me right into my body. And I woke up and I looked, and there was a wasp on my, on my, right there on my heart. And it had stung me on my thumb. And um, now, historically, I wasn't deathly allergic to bee and wasp stings, but boy, I mean, I would swell up like, I look like balloon man, you know, I, <laughs> after one of these. And so I jump up and I'm like, ah, you know, I'm staring at this. I'm like, ah, I just got stung. What a way to wake up in the middle of the night. And so I'm feeling this throbbing pain coming from my thumb. And I just took a moment started. Okay started breathing and then I'm like, okay, all right. And always just, you know, whatever, again, mantra gets you there is like, okay. Um, 
this must have happened for a reason. Um, God is in control. You know, it's whatever brings you back to that stasis point of uh, calming down. And as I did so, I just kind of started tuning in to this, to the feeling of this wasp sting as it's throbbing in my finger. But the more I listened to the, the pain, it, it turned into just like a beacon. It was just a flashing beacon of a signal, hmm. but it, but the pain actually went away. And now it was just a message. And so then I just kind of, I was able just to tune my consciousness to this signal and what did this wasp venom have to give me? And as I did so, then my whole crown chakra just opened right up. And it's funny because just as I just started this story, as soon as I just even think about wasps, even to this day, the crown just starts lighting up. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's, there was, uh, this is what, when, um, so in like shamanic terms and in like Native American culture that um, you see there's, there's great, it's, this is what's referred to as medicine. Mm-hmm. So this would be wasp medicine. Yeah. And, um, there are other, you know, shamans and stuff that have known to, you know, it's, uh, get bitten by rattlesnakes and have also been bestowed with a gift in a similar way. And that kind of a thing, uh, this is not a recommendation to go out and just, yeah, yeah, careful, careful. Right, right. <laughs> right. But when something does happen to you. When let when um, something it's a venom or a poison or a virus or a this enters your system, there's the opportunity to really listen to it mm-hmm. and listen to what its message it brings, and that is your initiation. I I love that, and that's so powerful, and it also drives home the point that is that, you know, it's not to make light of COVID, you know, that we understand that there's a lot of suffering that's happening. And so it doesn't, it doesn't mean to say that, you know, oh, every case is going to be mild and there's, you know, but it is just honoring my own journey and my own experience to say, for me, this is how it's presented and then also that there could be opportunity there for, you know, is there something that's able to be offered? Because if we do, if we go back to what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, which is, you know, life throws things to you that you may not be wanting, you may not be seeking out. Um, you know, I certainly wasn't, especially right now, you know, I, my heart was broken that I wasn't going to be able to participate in the studio, in this workshop that we had, you know, co-created and, and really, um, put a lot of effort into. And so it definitely wasn't that I had 
sought this out by any stretch of the imagination, but it is one of those surrender, you know, like, okay, there, there must be something here for me. And so the more that we can do that in every area of our life, um, you know, the more we, we, the more potential that we can get out of our life experiences, even, even something like COVID or accidents or other viruses or. Yeah, absolutely. And when we, yes, when we pay attention to what is this message, what is the message that this event, like you said, it could be an accident piece of news, um, or it can be something physical in terms of a virus or a snake bite or whatever. And the more that we can to, to listen to what it has to say, oh, we unlock doors of potential that are astounding. Yeah. And um, so when, when we're just in the state of resistance and blame or anything like that, oh, I got bit by this snake and... You know, I'm, you know, cursing the snake, um, cursing my fate. We miss the point. We miss the message. And therefore, we miss the opportunity, even though it's there. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. So let's circle back to your story with the wasp, because I, I am privy to this story, and I know there's a little bit more for the end of that. Can you share more? Um, yeah, actually, the uh, I think I had mentioned, you know, I'd mentioned that, uh, you know, I historically since I was a kid, you know, I yeah, I turn into I balloon up, you know, swell up really bad with uh, every time I get a um, a sting, and um, and yet incidentally, you know, after tuning into and listening to the medicine that this wasp was giving me. And through its venom, um, you know, my crown opened up uh, and uh, the pain went away. And, you know, I just dropped right back to sleep. And then when I woke up the next morning, um, around nine o'clock or so, um, I had, there was no swelling at all. And there was just one little red dot. Uh, where that sting had got me, and uh, uh, and by noon, the red dot was gone, and nothing, just no reaction, no adverse reaction, no reaction, not a single bit. Well, aside for a red dot, I had a red dot for a few hours. That was it. Yeah. And then you've subsequently, like you mentioned, that anytime you even tune into this story, your crown opens. Yeah, yeah, was that? Yeah, that's yeah, it's happening even as we speak. Yeah, so there's it's a it's like a blood blood brothers kind of thing or something where that medicine is now part of me, and so um, and this would actually get further tested, if you will was about uh, two, 
Yeah, it's about two months after that. Um, now we're in early March of 2012, and I had popped back up to Bloomington um, and uh, from Arkansas. And I was staying at the Tibetan-Mongolian um, retreat center out there. And then this little yurt, I had rented that for a month, which is pretty awesome. And um, so I was spring was kind of poking its head out um, early that year. And um, I had the, the door to uh, the back patio area was open. And it was a beautiful morning out, and yet uh, I was still in my skivvies. <laughs> uh, and uh, um, and I think I was just starting to get dressed or something. So I went and I sat down on the bed to throw some socks on, and I feel this like pinch, and um, right on my leg. And I kind of jumped up, and sure enough, there's another wasp, and I just sat on it. And um, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, dude. And he was kind of like, he's like, it's all right, you know. He's still, you know, he wasn't fully squished. And <laughs> um, and uh, um, and once again, I looked right at where I just had got stung. And there was just a little red dot, and and it was gone within the hour. Mm. Um, yeah, no adverse reaction whatsoever. Wow. And and the, the it was a real cool thing happened right at that point because um you know um I'm like there's a wasp. I'm like hey you know you might want to head outside. You know it's a better place for you this and is after you squished it i didn't squish it i mean well, <laughs> <laughs> after I sat, you sat on it and didn't squish on, it <laughs> i sat on it without without killing it um and so it it just kind of flies up and it flies out the door and as it's doing so i i catch this this golden aura around the wasp and i and I walk out on the side. Now it's, um, I rarely see full blown auras on things. I mean, like this was real full blown. And there was a wasp nest that was in the, whatever the eaves or the awnings or whatever you want to call it outside. And so there was a few dozen wasps that were busy doing their thing and flying around and each of them I could see was uh, this golden orb and the uh, it's a the funny thing about light is that it contains information and so being able to see this light orb I could instantly recognize that the orb was the wasp and what we call a wasp for this little body which was at the center of the orb was like a little ship that the 
that the orb was piloting around. Hmm. But the the truth of that wasp is not the body. It's that little orb. And that's the consciousness, if you will, of, of the wasp. And yeah, I'm getting chills. Um, uh, by extension, so it is with everything, you and me, etc. And we've had some discussions in the past about spherical consciousness, and perhaps that's a, a word that some people are familiar with, that this greater auric field, this energy body, this soul body, um, is that is our true self, and we're just piloting around this physical body. Mm-hmm. It's not who we really are. That's beautiful, and it and it brings to mind as well. There is a podcast recording with um, Michael Joshin Thiel um, that I that I did in the spring. So I think that was back in May. But um, listeners to this episode, if you're interested in in what Michael's talking about, what this Michael's talking about, you might want to check that episode out because he is a beekeeper, but he's a mystic. I also am a beekeeper, so I find this fascinating. Um, And your story, Michael, uh, I find fascinating. And I loved talking to this other Michael, um, but he talked about the individual bees are, you know, of course, we, we are familiar with individual bees, but then they make up like a bee animal. Like, so yes. together they are like this mammal, like a, a bee. So like the hive itself as a consciousness. So yeah. as you're talking about the spherical consciousness within each wasp, I'm relating that back to honeybees, but then you take that and you put them together and they're all moving and they, you know, they're like sums of a part of a whole, sorry, they're parts of a whole that create, that is its own consciousness as well. Yes. Fascinating. It is fascinating. And and in a sense, the, hmm, the little orbs that were flying around. Okay. Those were the energy of the wasp of the whole colony or hive. Oh, really? Individuated around each of these little orbs. So they don't have... mm, They don't have their own singular... singular, It's not the same kind of individuality that you might find. But almost the analog that we have within the human body is that we are a complex system. So like, let's say a bee is like a skin cell or Mm -hmm. it's, it's one, just one of the... Right. The cells that comp- comprise the are whole. the organs and the systems that then collectively make up who we are. And you'll find the same thing in certain other species as well, like a school of fish. Yeah. So, you know, when you're catching a fish out of a school or a few, you're, you're not killing the school. Mm-hmm. There's any more than if we slough off dead skin cells, we... Uh, we're not we're not killing our you know ourself yeah by right yeah. so uh it's 
it, it, yes, it's, mm, it's, it's amazing. And it's amazing. And you can then see that in the intelligence that is behind uh, the, the motions of a, of a school of fish or a beehive or a colony of wasp. And they do things collectively that are right. amazing, amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I, so, so expansive to think of, to think of them as like, you know, ships being driven, you know, like their form yeah. is just part of this bigger thing that they are and how that relates back to who we are. It's amazing. Uh, <clears throat> it is. I hear, I remember reading a, um, I re- I reading a story about bees once and um, bees and ants and it's crazy. Um, uh, the, um, um, you can remove a queen, uh, ant from a colony and you can take her a hundred miles away. The colony just keeps functioning. The instant she is killed, the whole colony stops. Oh, really? Doesn't matter how far away she is. Wow. Well, all right. And then they hatch a new queen before they continue. Um, yeah. Amazing. Um, a good one about bees I heard was this experiment that was done where they put out like a little bowl of sugar water and, you know, they put it like one, one, one foot away from the the hive and the next day they put it two feet. Okay. And then, uh, three feet. Okay. And then like on the fourth day they came out and the bees were already waiting four feet away. No, Really? Yeah. So they had already, even though a bee only has a single neural strand, an individual bee, but collectively they have a brain and that's able to solve mathematical problems. Wow. That's incredible. So cool. So cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, beautiful. Thank you, Michael. Thank, Thank you. you, Kara. And good luck and Godspeed to you. As you work, you um, accept this COVID initiation. Thank you. All right. And for anyone else out there who um, has also experiencing this initiation, or maybe you have friends or family too. Um, yes, there is, there is a message. There is a bright spot in all of this if, uh, if you're open for it. And may that present itself in a very beautiful way in um this christmas season beautiful thank you so much and thank you for listening and i look forward to the next meditation conversation